This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Three of the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a great day. As, uh, we are going to have DeMarcus Ware on here in just one second uh, uh, on your home of the Cowboys. We'll talk playoffs with him. We'll talk Hall of Fame with him and so much more. General at your service. Salute to you. There's Brian Broaddus, former Cowboy scout, NFL executive. You got Luke just Alexander in the pimp cup over there at Master Control, keeping those gators down. Of course, Carter Freeman is coordinating your video and flipping you off if you disrespect <laughs> him, as yeah. we found out in the first hour. He'll, mm-hmm. he'll fly the bird right in your face. There's Woolchuck and, and Chia Follow. And along with you, we are the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Uh, big doings on Monday night, of course. The pregame will start at 4 o'clock. They kick off at 7.15 as the Cowboys visit the Buccaneers. Chiafalo's buddy is, uh, I think he might be triggered by my doubting of the Cowboys. And he's he's wanting to bet me 50 bucks here, so... Maybe we'll get multiple wagers going on on this deal. Yeah, Brian wants to go. Uh, he wants to go straight up with you. 50 I don't bucks. think. I don't think I want to bet against the Cowboys. I, I. I don't want to be actively pulling against them for any reason. I just. I. I, I don't know. I maybe. Maybe I've had enough of, of picking them. Demarcus Ware, though, is here courtesy of Bet Online. Check out Bet Online for updated Super Bowl and conference futures, along with updated wild card round game lines and a plethora of fun props for each game. Bet Online. And a good afternoon, Demarcus. Where? How the heck are you? Hey, I am doing good, man. Happy New Year to y'all. Happy New Year to you. It's it's always so good to hear from you, D. Where? And uh, congrats on being a Hall of Fame finalist. I, I can't believe it's been five years already. Dude, time flies, and it's one of those things where you know the wait is here. It was there last year. It's here again this year, and hopefully, I'm able to etch my name in stone in the NFL, but also in Dallas Cowboys history by putting that jacket on, you know? Oh, yeah, that's that's got to happen. I mean, it, it should have happened last year, but there, there's no way they leave you out at this point, right? You know, you never know. I mean, I resonate there, but, you know, you got to go through everything else and just like everybody else did. And, you know, hopefully the, the time is now. It's one of those things where the excitement is every day and, and the nervousness, nervousness is every day, just like the Dallas Cowboys gotta play you know yeah yeah oh absolutely if they leave you out do you wear after we got to catch up with you back there uh in august at that miller light fantasy football visit there at, at the ford center we're gonna riot okay we got your back we're we're, we're rioting yeah. that's absolutely ridiculous yeah, this yeah. is the year demarcus but let's talk about that bucks matchup uh, are, are you nervous after the way the cowboys played against washington because it, it stinks losing to washington and i feel sick about it I'm, I'm nervous because of two things. Because the performance that I haven't been seeing like the game in the season, right? When I saw the Cowboys clicking on all cylinders, I'm like, okay, if they play like this, there's no team in the NFL that can beat them. But as of late, you know, turning the ball over, 
you know, the offense playing well, the defense not playing well. The defense playing well, the offense, vice versa. It's like one of those things where, like, that's number one, inconsistency. Number two, you're going to play against Tom Brady. <laughs> it's a playoff. It's different. I don't care how Tampa Bay's been playing this year. This is a new game. This is like a game where everybody's excited. They're ready to go and, you know, go out with a bang, get into the playoffs. Actually, not in the playoffs, but, you know, try to get to the Super Bowl. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with the boys, as you said. But you got to crank it up. Like, we have to. 100%. 100%. Now, what do you remember about your, uh, your, your experiences playing Brady? And what, is he a trash talker? Oh, he talks playing the trash. I mean, that—that's for sure. It, it took me—I don't know—maybe nine years to beat Brady. I, I didn't beat Brady one time when I played the Dallas Cowboys, and that pissed me off actually right now by saying it. But <laughs> I beat him twice one year for the Super Bowl, and we had to hit that dude like Michael Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence. I mean, the whole crew is going to have to really buckle down and make him uncomfortable in that pocket. Is—is is the most annoying thing do you wear? how quickly he gets rid of the football? Yeah, because usually, I mean, quarterback, you can usually rattle him to where, like, let's say you push the interior guys, okay, cool, he's going to get off the ball a little bit faster. If the outside guys are rushing, um, you know, really good, he's going to step up in the pocket and it's going to be a quicker pass. But no, 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 no. It doesn't matter. He's two seconds or earlier, no matter what, he's getting off the ball. So it doesn't matter if you can get to him or not. So it's like you got to almost, like, just – Make the pocket really small, like a phone booth, so he can't make that phone call and score a touchdown on you. I mean, it's, it is what it is, but you have to do that. Just keep him corralled in that pocket. Demarcus, when you're okay, you're, you're talking about dealing with a stationary quarterback going in. So, if you had to give Micah some advice or, or even Lawrence about how to handle a quarterback that's stationary, is it with rush angles or what are you looking at when you got a guy that's just going to sit there and make those throws? Um, a guy like Brady, I mean, he's a three-step dropper. He don't have a lot of five-step drops unless it's, you know, play action. One thing I changed is don't rush behind the quarterback. He steps up every single time in those B-gaps because he uses that, let you get up the field, go in the B-gap, and he'll throw and, um, you know, complete the pass every time. So I made my rush angles a lot tighter. I powered a lot more. I went underneath to get in his face. How fast can I get in his face? It might have not been a sack. But that hit or that that pan in the face, it knocks him off. And that's when he gets upset because he's like, oh, my God, I, I can't see where I need to go. And that's when the interception happened and Diggs, you know, taking that TV in. And that's when he starts cussing his offensive lineman, right? <laughs> that's when you got him? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Is DeMarcus Ware here in the nation? Do you think the Cowboys are going to win? I think, I think they are. But I think it's going to be a hard-fought game. You know, they're going to have to really run the football consistently just to eat up the clock. I'm not going to say that Brady's going to run the clock up, but sometimes your best defense is your better running offense because they're going to just eat the clock up. The guy that's scoring all the points is not going to be out there. And then you hammer it home on defense where you get short field, if it's a field goal or whatever it might be, to now it's 14 or, you know, 14 to zero or a high scoring game where you can really rush the passer now. Do you feel like this year's taking a toll a little bit on Micah physically, uh, playing pretty much edge all year? Um, I don't think it's taking a toll on him. It's just one of those things where um, 
he is. You know, I picked that back. He is. He has been doing a lot. I mean, he's been three step, not three step. Um, but you know, double teams. He's been getting with the tight end and tackles and running backs over there on him. Um, at the beginning of the season, they were using him a lot differently. I mean, they, he was going a lot more inside, outside. Put him on the right. Put him on the left. And as of late, he's just been on the right hand side where they know where he's at. So maybe they'll change some things up uh, to make him a lot more effective, and uh, so he can be at the quarterback this week. Um, Demarcus, when when you played, and you played a lot of your I mean, most of your career, you played on turf, but then you went to Denver and played on grass. Did did it affect you as a pass rusher to play on the turf as opposed to grass? Was there something that you know you, you kind of you felt like, oh, I got to do this a little bit different playing on the turf as opposed to the grass? Um, on the grass, it's a lot more slipper, slipperier, but the thing is you can bend a lot more in the, on the grass because when your foot gets planted in the turf, your you know your ankles, all that stuff gets really stuck in the, in the turf like concrete, so it's hard to bend the corner. But you are faster because you don't lose any grip from you know, slipping on the grass or whatever, so there's an advantage to it. So I, I changed my game up depending on if I was on turf and grass. I like the grass the best. Um, no matter what, because it was easy to bend around the corner, and now you can get you know, underneath and get to the quarterback. It's DeMarcus Ware here with you on 105 Through the Fan. What are you hearing from your buddies in Denver? Are they going to come and, and try to take Dan Quinn from us? <laughs> you know what, I don't. I, to be honest with you, I can't even answer that question because I don't know. But, um, I mean, we do have a good you know, quarterback. I'm not quarterback, but defense coordinator here. So they might try to come and get him. Don't know. But at the end of the day, we got to win this game this week. That's what I'm worried about. We got everything we need this week to win this game. So hopefully we're able to do that. What are you seeing with your buddy uh, Tyron Smith uh, out there at right tackle compared to left tackle? Dude, the first time I saw him get back on the football field, it was like he grabbed a dude and just ran him over. The next play. He punched him like it was a defibrillator. You saw the dude almost like hit the ground. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, he was so hungry to get back on the field, and I like him at right tackle. Now he don't have to worry about a lot of the speed guys. He worry about the power guys. That's what he wants. He wants guys that are going to try to push him, try to use their strength, because he's a strong guy. So I think it's a perfect transition for him playing right tackle. We got a lot of the uh, listeners that are texting. We need you to suit up on Monday yeah, night, Demarcus. Sure. Which uh, I know that you could still go out there and get us a sack if need be. But I, I'm, <laughs> I'm wondering, well, what's your assessment of Dak right now? I'm sure that everyone asked Dak uh, about the interceptions after every single game, and and you having played against some of the best to ever do it, you can evaluate quarterbacks with the best of them. What do you think about number four? I think it's one of those things where. I've seen him trying to do too much, right? You know, if Zeke's not in the game, if Paula's not in the game, if somebody's not catching the ball right, if the defense isn't playing right, either he's going to try to run the ball to make the play, he's going to try to be too deep, or try to throw it in a tight situation to try to make that play. And, you know, for me, it's like me talking to the boys right now, and I'm like, listen, everybody owns their job. The defense do what they need to do, the offensive line, everybody else, they do what they need to do and let Dak just orchestrate things back there with no pressure in his mind and let him play. And just like he did the first six games, and this game against Brady will be no problem. How many? How much interaction do you have with some guys on the team right now, Demarcus, Micah, and these guys? Um, I haven't talked to him lately, um, but at the beginning of the season, I talked to him in the season as well. 
But right now, I'm still hunkered down. They're so focused on uh, this big thing coming up. I haven't talked to them um, at all. DeMarcus, uh, rookie edge, Sam Williams, he's flashed a couple of times. Could he develop into a, a star pass rusher? What, what sticks out to you about his game? Well, actually, it's power game. I was, you know, watching him um, earlier, and he um, has really good power game. And when you're a power guy, you usually don't have a lot of get off, right? Like meaning being able to get off the ball really fast and go around the corner. But he has that too. So he has the makings of being a great player. Um, it's one of those things where you got to give him that time. You got to give him those reps so he gets that experience. But he has what it needs need to be that player that can be very effective and. Uh, make some big plays out there, Demarcus. When you when I went back and watched the the game from week one, it the perimeter game was good for the Buccaneers running the ball with Fournette. And I was going to ask you, as an edge, when you get in those type of games, do you expect the Buccaneers who had some success running the ball in that perimeter and those dealing with the down blocks and stuff like that? Is that something you're going to think? Okay, they're going to come at me again because we didn't really handle that well the first time around. And then what adjustments do you make if a team's getting the ball to, on the edge against you? Um, I think no matter what, if an offense is ex- successful with doing something, they're going to try it just to make sure that you corrected it, right? right. They're going to have those plays where they block down and either bring a guard or bring a tight end from the other side to sort of run at Micah. I, I've, I've seen them do it. And so either Micah's feeling, then the next guy got to you know come over to help on the edge or Micah gets up the field to contain and then the other guy has to feel. But I would, no matter what, is set the edge. We always talked about setting the edge. Like, I never spilled, anytime I did spill, it was on somebody else. But it's like, put it on me. You know, put that, me setting that edge on me, and now you make that play inside. And if you don't make it, it might be a three or four-yard game, but I'm still going to make that tackle. And I think that's the mentality that, the outside guys got to have um, to be successful so they don't get outside. DeMarcus Ware with us here in the G-Bag Nation. How, how, a typical football Sunday for DeMarcus Ware, what does that look like now? Are you just surrounded by televisions? Are you man-caving it? Are you doing red zone like me and Wolchuk, <laughs> or are you just locked in on a Cowboy game? Dude, yeah, let me, I'm going to tell you what. I got one, two, three. I got four TVs in one room. One is 20 foot by 20 foot. I'm not even kidding. It's a big screen, and I actually have – I play golf at the same time. So I'm hitting balls into the oh, yeah. My kids are all in there. We got hot rooms and everything. So it's like a game room. So I, when that room turns on, everybody's in there enjoying it. And it's actually really fun. You wow, stuff. What a beast. Doing it right. How's your golf game coming along? That is awesome. You know, I shot 84 yesterday. So, I mean, my putting's a little, uh, every once in a while, it wants to get a little swirl. It depends on the cut of the greens. But, you know, just getting better and getting over there and seeing some eagles. But, Still game bogeys. <laughs> nice. I, you can hit that thing a mile, good huh? score. Yeah, I bet he's crushing it. Are you kidding me? How far are we hitting yeah, this man. thing? Oh, yeah. I, I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I do wonder, you know, you, you've been spending some time with Woody because you and Darren Woodson are both uh, Hall of Fame finalists. So how special would it be, you as the Cowboys' all-time sack leader and Darren Woodson, Cowboys' all-time tackling, tackler leader, both getting into the Hall of Fame at the same time? It was so cool. You know, when I got to do that first conference with Darren Woodson, right, and getting to know him even deeper as a player, how phenomenal he's been. And he actually, you know, his name was Stoney Dallas Cowboys a long time ago before me. But having two Dallas Cowboys in the Hall of Fame, 
I'm talking about the TV ratings going to light up. Yeah. Everybody's going to be there. You know how it is. When, when, you, when you bring that star to the Hall of Fame, it's, I mean, the star power comes. So hopefully both of us are able to make it and, and make a huge impact when we put that yellow jacket on. Now, are they going to make that announcement during Super Bowl week again? Yeah, the NFL Honors. They're going to do it again at NFL Honors, so it's going to um, you know, be that Thursday, I think, NFL Honors is. So awesome. um, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Are you going to be out in Arizona for the Super Bowl? Yeah, I'll be out there. Right on. I'll be out there, so I'll see you right there. Yeah, we'll, we'll be there. It'd be great to catch up again, talk about, you know, the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl or the or the offseason or something. There so we'll, you go. Yeah, there yes, sir. I like that. All righty. Like well, we love it whenever you can join us, sir. Thank you so much, and, and have a great time, and congrats on this Hall of Fame announcement coming up, by the way. All right, thank you. Salute. DeMarcus Ware, brought to you by Bet Online. Check out Bet Online for updated Super Bowl and conference futures, along with updated wild card round game lines and a plethora of fun props for each game. That is uh, Bet Online. Yeah, thanks to our guy Jimmy. Jimmy set up uh, D Ware there for us. Bro, uh, did I say Lawrence? Did you? Did I? I didn't say Demarcus Lawrence. Did I? When I at one point when I reset this thing, a texture in the nine hundred three is alleging I did, and if so, I. I feel like you guys would have caught Ooh. me. I feel like you guys would have caught me. I might have to go back and run the tape. It would be epic to know that all of you guys weren't listening. I don't know. I take Brian off time. pretty good. I, no, I, I, I was. I cut I him was, off on a question. I he was, wants to kill me now. I, no, not at all. I was just thought it was funny. You just jumped right in there. On I know. That, I just didn't want you to change the subject, but you you didn't end up changing it. So we would have ended up. I was going to ask perfect. the question you just asked. I think. Do you wear so oh, polite? Even really? like that's I'm fine. Sorry. You can call me Demarcus Lawrence for sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, can we get confirmation of that on the on the truckwreck.com fan text to Chiafala column ten? Because that's a pretty good one right there. Oh, that would hurt. That would have been yeah. funny. Yeah, that would hurt. Yeah, me. that would hurt you. That would tickle us, uh, of course. <laughs> yeah. but. Well, tickle me that none of y'all were listening enough to actually uh, call it well, out. We have that's tank fair. on, so we probably just would have been like, oh, it's I wrote his name down, so I wouldn't do it. Nine oh three, you did. I, I thought uh, it was D Law for a second. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was at the no. beginning, I think, before he got on. Okay, so, yeah, all right. We got to run. We'll check the tape. Wooly Bully's top tens coming up next. Where are we headed with that, sir? Oh, it is National Treasure Day, so I've got the best treasure hunter movies of all time. What's your favorite? Plus, I got some NFL news for you next on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back, nation. 
time for a top 10 at 420. Segments brought to you by the Frankels. If you're hurt in an accident, it's not your fault. Call the Frankels, 214-333-3333. Go online at truckwreck.com. Now, here he is, the Wooly Bully. Thank you very much, General. Happy National Treasure Day. Oh, I love treasure. And I got a list of the top 10 best treasure hunter movies that we'll get to in just a moment. I got some quick NFL nuggets. How about Mr. Harbaugh? This one is Jim, the Michigan khaki-wearing Harbaugh. Not for long. Well, he apparently is the top Broncos head coaching candidate. If, if, Brian. If. Sean Payton turns down the job. Um, I think Sean Payton is looking at the seeing what the Rams are doing, and I wonder what's going to happen in San Diego if they don't win that playoff game. San Diego, yeah, he could be. I say San Diego. I mean, Los Angeles uh, Chargers. Yeah, I I think. I think to me, and I haven't talked to Sean about this, but I, I, I just kind of feel like that he would like to be out there, whether it's the Rams or the Chargers. But to me, he's up for the, the 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 one that surprises me is Houston. That's surprising to me that they that they were going to go that route. That doesn't seem that might like, be such a train wreck where they could give him autonomy. I you know the I keep telling everybody I think the Arizona one's the one that's perfect for him. Yeah, just because he can he could do what he wants. He doesn't have a general man. They don't have a general manager, so he can convince Bidwell that yeah, like okay, listen, if you hire me, I've got a guy in Jeff Ireland who used to be here with the Cowboys who helped him in New Orleans. You know, oh, Jeff, yeah. he could bring as, you know, I, I could, he goes, I could set this thing up for you. You know, and, and Bidwell, what's Bidwell going to do? Bidwell's going to want him as a coach. He's, he's going to say no to him. But every other situation has a general manager involved. So, you know, I, I think the general manager at Denver is probably on the thinnest ice right now. So if you, if you were Sean Payton and you went to Denver, you could probably just say, okay, well, I'll take this job, but that general manager's not. He's not, he's not, has no say. Okay. You know, and so, and that, 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 that would, to me would be, I don't know if Sean would want to go do that, but the, the, the one that makes the most sense is Arizona for, for well, what he's trying to do. For Cowboy fans, that's good news. It's, if it's either Peyton or Harbaugh, it means Dan Quinn wouldn't be uh, getting that gig. So we'll, we'll see if he ends up getting other interview requests, but yeah, maybe not, not the Broncos job. Well, I, I wonder if, if new ownership again in Denver and, you know, they you had Russell Wilson was coming out and talking, like really talking about Dan Quinn. And then you remember that Dan uh, Schottenheimer's uh, Brian, Brian Schottenheimer's on staff here at Dallas. And so you wonder in the most success that Russell Wilson had in Seattle's with Brian Schottenheimer. That's right. As his OC. Yeah. So maybe you get that Dan Quinn is the head coach gets that defense. It's it's a top five defense anyway. But then Brian Schottenheimer finds a way to fix what's going on with that offense. So that makes a lot of sense there, too. Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson is not looking like he's going to be able to play in the wild card matchup against the Bengals as he did not practice today as he's dealing with that PCL injury. And uh, Ian Rappaport said today on Good Morning Football that it's not looking good for Lamar. So we'll have to wait and see later on in the week, but uh, they might be getting Tyler Huntley ready to start that game. They seem doomed for a breakup, man. Yeah, I agree. I don't see Lamar going back to Baltimore. I don't either. 
I don't either. I do want to give some love to uh, a fellow Plano Senior High alum, Brandon Stevens, who is also of the Ravens, and he ended up being taken to the hospital prior to their matchup with the Bengals on Sunday, and he was ill, and he's now in good spirits. He's returning back to Baltimore, and he's their starting corner, played at SMU, started his career at UCLA, but a local kid from uh, Plano Senior High. So uh, good great. news good news for, for Brandon Stevens there. And then finally, hey, I yeah. did want to touch on that Lamar Jackson thing real quick. Yeah. I, I felt early in the year that maybe Dalton Schultz was holding out because of his contract status. If you're holding out in the season or negotiating with your availability in any way, I got no time for you. We're done. We are done, Ski Dude. I drafted you. I've given you the franchise tag, as is the case. You know, first-round money. It's like if you're going to say, well, you didn't give me the contract I want, and even though I'm still under contract from the one you gave me last time, I'm not playing because I'm mad at you. We're so done. Yeah. You know? Well, in, in come postseason time, like this is when you can make some more money. If you're Lamar Jackson, you're healthy, you're ready to go play. If you can go beat Joe Burrow and the reigning yeah. AFC champs. I mean, you're cashing you know, checks, buddy. I, I understand that the game asks you to sacrifice a lot, and some individuals fight back, and I support them on that. You can't fight back on game day. You have you have no competitive integrity when it comes to being there for your teammates. Especially in the playoffs, Yeah, if that's the case. And maybe he is still le- just legitimately banged up, but it doesn't seem like Baltimore really is aware of it. Maybe that's the case. He's kind of yes. isolated himself. Like, uh, yeah. uh, Michael Irvin talked about it. Uh, I believe it was Michael Irvin talking about it today. With uh, with Sean and RJ or somebody, I was hearing saying like, how could you how could you not know exactly what is going on with like Harbaugh's answering questions like I don't really know what's going on with him yeah. and and it's like why wouldn't you have round the yeah, clock twenty four hours exactly what's going on the with trainers your, your should be at his house I, waking him up every few hours I icing of, re whatever it is I feel like he knows I feel like Harbaugh knows he's just telling the media that they gotcha. that I don't think this I don't think that. Jackson wants to play there. Right. And I and this is what is totally different from what we used to have 10, 15 years ago, 20 years ago when it comes yeah. to these quarterbacks. Teams like the Ravens who have that continuity in their front office and all that, they trust themselves the way they draft. They like the way their team looks. You know, they built it. They felt like the right way. There's no panic with them. So they can move on from him. They can move on like, listen, fine, we don't want to pay you, we'll move on. They'll trade him, they'll do something, you know, they'll figure it out. Whatever they have to do to make it work for them. You know, yeah, because, that's a good point, though. Because, he might have decided he's done. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's the thing about it is, so it, 20 years ago, we didn't have the option to go get a really a, a great quarterback. I mean, look at the quarterback market. Yeah, you, do you, you don't need to sit there and get held hostage by a, a quarterback. You could go out and say, well, we'll just get this guy for half the price. No, you're right. Uh, and then just finally, real quick, Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin, has been discharged from a Buffalo uh, hospital. He is going to continue his rehab at home, and he's back home now. So that's, that's great sick. news. That's amazing. All right, let's slide into the top 10 listed 420, the best treasure hunting movies on National Treasure Day. We begin with number 10, which happens to be National Treasure from 2004 Ooh, Nicolas Cage the first one good huh? one happens to be fantastic and the new show that they have on Disney Plus not bad either oh it's getting texted in here I will say is it I mean, the that similar type of yeah similar thing in the say they, they've actually had a couple of cameos from one of the uh, co-stars from that film so mm. same deal maybe they're setting up a third in the National Treasure movie, film series I don't know the only thing we seem to really get texted in right now though old Chuck the Goonies. Yeah, the Goonies is getting a lot. Hey, of you love. guys. Hey, 
Lucius, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> did you have a fave? Look like Mike Baskin a little bit, don't you? I say that respectfully. I do say that respectfully. Oh, I do. my gosh. <laughs> uh, other than Indiana Jones. That was my favorite one. Uh, yeah. Would you consider Old Brother Were Out Thou? Yes. A treasure hunting movie. Yes, and that's an honorable mention. That's it. That's like my top ten of all-time movies. Yep. yep. I, all right. I, absolutely. I Clooney think it, and them boys. I yeah. think it would be. I, I think it would absolutely be. Uh, number. He's bona fide. He is bona fide. That's Bro, for damn I am sure. like, I'm still recovering from the, the Basque and Goonies reference. That I, was, I bet you won't do a Google side by side. I bet Carter <laughs> won't do it right now on the on the Twitch. You I bet Carter won't Carter. do it on the Twitch. Don't do that, bro. Let's see a side like by side. Jobs, dog. And like then and jobs. then also put Peyton's face up there just for good measure. Or yeah. Preston. Ooh, we got a Texan for the Count of Monte Cristo. Also <gasps> a fantastic movie. Dude. One of the best ones ever. Delicious. Uh, number nine, we've got Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, 2001. Oh, man. That is Angelina Jolie crying, oh, baby. Delicioso. Number eight, we've got The Mummy. Shout out Brendan Fraser. I haven't seen a single of these movies yet. Oh, dude, they're good. You never seen The Mummy, bro? Uh-uh. Dude, one of the most oh, well, intense. The good. You haven't Sounds seen any fun. of the one that we've mentioned yet. No. No, not that you mentioned. Dude, one of the scariest things ever is in, I believe it's the original Mummy, where there's those bugs that, like, get into your skin oh, the, and the scabbers or whatever. Oh, my yeah. gosh, Those things bro. are just, oh, my gosh. It gives me the heebie-jeebies. I was going to say, I it, think dude. it's a top five heebie-jeebie uh, movie moment of all time. Does it give you body dysmorphia? It does, dude. <laughs> it, makes, it makes me want to just, um, it gives me body dysmorphia all over. Honestly, Walchuk, I'm sorry for bringing that up. What a troll, bro. Oh, oh. <laughs> Seriously, I feel we a freaking that. book for once, Dawson. Gosh. Number seven is Holtz. Stanley Yelnats? Stan Lee Yelnats. Man, that movie still holds up. That so is fantastic, good. dude. Oh, Treasure Planet was an honorable mention, by the way. That got texted in. So did The Da Vinci Code, which was also That's what I was going to ask you. Treasure Planet. Da Vinci oh, we'll get, Code, I was going to ask you about that We will that get one. to The Da Vinci Code, actually. Uh, it was the sequel to The Da Vinci Code, which was an honorable mention, which uh, was like Inferno or something. Give me fool's gold uh, with our guy McConaughey. Honorable mention on this list. Hey, so Treasure Planet is a real movie. That's not a working title. They decided, hey, this is the one to go with. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sharknado, was, Sharknado was already taken. Yeah. So it was Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas. And Romancing the Stone, which got texted oh, in. Oh, yes! Yeah. It's a good movie. Yes! That's on this list, too. That's a Saturday afternoon when you were too young to really go too far, so you had to stay at the house? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was a good movie in the, in the 90s, 80s. Number yeah, six. 84, yeah. We've got The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Ooh, yeah, that's good. Number one. five is The Da Vinci Code. There we go. Which is there outstanding. Is the first one I've seen. Great movie. Great movie. Number four is Time Bandits from 1981, which I never saw. I prefer the Wet Bandits. I know you do. Uh, I'm smoking the Bandits. That, that, I that not land, Lucius? <laughs> no, it was great. <laughs> Dude, Home Alone, boys. <laughs> Number three is Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black, Black Pearl. Pearl. Ah. Uh, yeah. Johnny Depp still hasn't recovered from that character. Ooh, the rundown got texted in as well. And Monty Python and the Holy Grail. These are also honorable mentions. Ooh, Fantastic. Python, rundown with, with the Rock. Yes, with sir. the Rock and with Stifler. Yep. Number two happens to be Indiana Jones yeah. and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. There you go. But number one, the greatest treasure hunting movie of all time, and the Tolos called it. It is The Goonies. The Goonies. Right on. Our Very time's down here. Yeah. Our time. Our time's up there. Goonies. The that truffle classic, man. Kelly Absolute classic. Whatever happened to Chunk? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, that's a good question. 
I How mean, thank God, make it? Wolchuk's keeping the the legend alive with that the, was a real guy, truffle right? shelf. I'm trying. Yeah. yeah, Chunk was Chunk was uh, really everybody's favorite character. Somebody texted, do some research on that, Tolos yeah. and Twolos. I'm disappointed to not have Glory Hole by Jerry Jones on this list. Uh, that was a glorious I'll movie. Shout that. How about year. How about Army of Thieves? Did you guys see that one? I did. Where they cracked the three safes. It was on Netflix a couple of years ago. Army of Thieves is incredible. Sounds good. And apparently they're, they're going to build like a series of these movies about these people that go on like legendary adventures to try to crack uncrackable safes around the world. I really enjoyed that, too. Thank you, Woolchuck. His top 10 at 420 every afternoon here in the G-Bag Nation. We got the C-Note. Ah. How much does getting this guy back fix things? That is next in the nation. Yes, sir. Make me a believer in the Cowboys. Why don't you? Will this do it? Okay, we open uh, the C-note here, the Cowboys news of the evening, with a topic about linebacker Leighton Vanderesh. Had a very interesting ride in his five years as a Cowboy. The headline from Gelkin, morning news here today, Leighton Vanderesh is back, and so is huge piece of the Cowboys' defense against the Buccaneers. So, in the story, Luke Gifford calls him a special player, points out he spent a lot of time learning from Sean Lee, and then they talk with Dan Quinn and Dorrance Armstrong, who corroborate that account that he's the closest thing to Sean Lee that maybe we've had in a while when it comes to diagnosing and being able to play, you know, everything that that uh, position demands uh, of you. So I love it, but it's it's just odd considering where his career has been. I, I guess it took him five years just to get this figured out, Brian. You know, I, I mean, it, he was a free agent after a pretty good year. Nobody really wanted him. No. And, you know, that's. And now he's special. I, yeah. And, and that's, that's special and overstate. I mean, what he does for the defense is pretty special, I guess. But it's not like he's one of the top 10 linebackers in the sport. No, I just kind of feel like that with George Edwards and Dan Quinn and those guys like that, I, maybe it's a different scheme, a different plan of attack a different you know i mean it's the thing i was funny because we were talking this morning on on uh cowboy break and we were and i, I know me i'm usually the gung-ho like yeah you know get it tyron smith playing at right tackle yeah that's gonna be you know you're gonna get this and that and other and you know amber garcia brought up an interesting like she goes listen i i don't think it's going to be i mean i think we're all excited about Leighton and all that coming back she was like worried like, you know, is it, is it going to be the same? Is he going to be willing to, you know, to, to put the head and the neck and everything in there again, you know? And I... I it, the next and, hurt again. Yeah, and then the next hurt again, and you're going, okay, well, that's what it is. You know, so I, I just think a lot of it has to do with the, 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 the last two years defensively. I think this team has gotten better. And a lot of it is because of the coaching staff. I do, and, and the players have, have kind of have bought into that. But with Vanderish, it just was an interesting point she made because I, like I said, I was so like, yeah, he's going to go out there, and he's going to have twelve tackles, and everything's going to be fine. It's the difference of playing behind like Antoine Woods compared to Osa and Hankins. And yeah, stuff. I, I think that you know yeah. when you when you look at when you look with Hankins and guys like that, even even Watkins. Yeah, you know, they they this it's that's they're going to have to have that in this game. They're going to have to have Clark and Vanderish and those guys play downhill in a hurry. Hmm. In order to to try, I, I do think Tampa's going to try and run the football. I, I mean, the, you know, it's funny. Wolchuk always says it like, "Hey, keep that number eleven, Brady. Keep that number eleven off my, you know what?" Yeah. And I I, I don't think they want to get into that. I really really don't. I think uh, LV was also helped by not playing next to Jalen Smith. Okay. I think that hurt him. 
uh, playing next to that 54 guy. More reliable players around him. You know, uh, but as early as last year, Leighton Vander Esch himself looked lost. You know, it wasn't until he had a good second half, and then as Brian pointed out, yeah. he was playing great against teams that were blowing them out. Yeah. You know, but he, he seems to have put more together. You know, when they took him, they overdrafted him and said, he's not ready now, but this guy's going to be a late bloomer who's got all the right traits. And I'm just wondering now if, how much of that's coming to fruition. Yeah, it's... The, the right tra- traits, I think you're – I think that the, the teams that he was playing well, that they were blowing him out, were teams that – like, he plays better in those games where the teams are going to try and run the ball, you know, where he he has to be involved in the running game. And I think that's where he plays oh, – I mean, can I ask you guys this question then? Yeah. Okay. Is the, is the defense not – okay, I don't know how to ask this. Because everything about the Cowboys running the football on offense – is tied to, is tied to steel. Is everything? I mean, which is not the most accurate thing? Is the Cowboys not running the ball because of steel, or or is the defense not playing well at times because of? Vander? Oh, I think that's a great question. I've thought more of it as Brown, but maybe uh, you know more of it should go to late. Did I ask it the right way? Yes, yeah, you absolutely yeah, you did. did. And the article talks about how he's getting the defensive line lined up. He is, and there are very and he helps subtle Clark things too. He, yeah. helps he helps Clark. Clark. He also yeah. is their best coverage linebacker right. by a long shot. He w- he but, graded out as I think it was the fourteenth be- or the twelfth best, I, excuse me, coverage linebacker in the game. Yeah. The other guys are all bottom fifteen. I just wonder if if it's the if if it if reality is the running game is no good because you lost Steele, or is the defense no good because you lost? Which one is factual? Okay. Um, when when you look at so Nate Nate Tice did this a few weeks back after uh, he got injured after Van Der Esch got injured in the Jaguars game, and at that point it showed that the rushing success, uh, the success rate with uh, Van Der Esch on the field at that point for the Cowboys defense, they were second in the sport in in rush success rate but they were 32nd with him off it. Yeah. And their overall defensive success rate was fourth with him on the field, and it went all the way to 26th with him off the field. Raise the damn roof, bro. Let's go. He's back. Holy crap. Yes, that, and they also averaged, though, a yard more with Jonathan Hankins off the field. Yeah. Yeah. I just wonder, because sometimes things like, well, they don't run the ball anymore. Is it the right tackle? And it, it might very well be. I think the evidence shows oh. it damn it damn sure is. Yeah. Steele not being there has been a huge problem. And then so Vander, so it's it's equal. It's Both of them are fact that without those players, they don't have success. Yeah, yeah. Although I would say it's two guys on defense. It's a combination of Leighton Vander Esch and then Brown that's giving you the huge plays. But if yeah. you, I guess if you just isolate it to the run defense, is that what you're saying? It's yeah, the I was, run defense and offensive uh, yeah. run game. About, I get yeah, you. yeah. No, you're, you're totally on it then. Okay, speaking of LVE, congrats to him. Report from Todd Archer. By playing in 65% of the snaps, he did pick up a cool 300K Good for him. incentive. Nice. Uh, had he not missed the last three, he would have earned uh, more. And with eight plus sacks and a playoff appearance, Dorrance Armstrong earned an extra two fifty. There you go. There with his nine sacks. And, uh, and does that just all come like it, it like on a a, ran, a Tuesday? Just the all in one. Just here's your extra two hundred fifty right yeah, now. Yeah. Once you, once you hit that, because what happens is they've now earned all the monies on their contracts. They're now all making the same amount of money for the playoff games. So. I think the the amount I saw if you win the Super Bowl is three hundred and eighteen thousand dollars for that game. No, 
for the whole playoffs. For the whole playoffs. Okay, so the best yeah. you can do in yeah. the in so the playoffs they're, is three hundred and eighteen yeah, grand. They're they're um and they're, it's tax. Yeah, that's all dad's tax. So hundred and fifty K. Yeah. So yeah, you're in a situation right now where they have they have earned all seventeen checks for the season. That's Owners it. are getting over with that playoff yeah. money. Oh jeez. Dude, That's they really uh, are. Bro. If I'm the NFL PA, I'm like, boys, next time, let's. Uh, it should just be the same. Our ground Whatever on this. my usual yeah. game check is, should yeah. be that in the playoffs no, as well. They're done. Yeah. They're completely paid. All the players that have played the NFL are completely paid now. As of today, the two the last Tuesday of the. That's yeah. cool. So that last Tuesday, you yeah. get a fatty, fatty boom bod direct yeah. deposit yeah. compared yeah. to the usual. That'd be so fun to go shopping the next day. All righty. Uh, elsewhere in the C note, Cowboys news of the evening. A guy that won't be getting any playoff dough is Brandon Cooks, a wide receiver. He's part of the Houston Texans. <laughs> and he was the Cowboys' trade target at the deadline. Um, will they still be interested? Because he has said on his way out the door, I'm not looking at it as far as being part of a rebuild, however that looks. I trust my camp and my representation to be able to get a map from here to there and to see what that looks like to be part of something that has a trusted plan. So it's really another veteran who is trying to get out of Houston just like Deshaun Watson was before the controversy and DeAndre Hopkins was. And and now it's uh, it's uh, Brandon Cooks here. He, he did have uh, 700 yards yards and three touchdowns in 13 games but he could do much more in in a good offense and who knows that the cowboys had significant interest in him maybe they'll be back there in, uh, in in march trying to make something happen could be hey we got uh quarterback playoff power rankings that have gone viral across america everybody talking about this story where do you put dak amongst the uh playoff quarterbacks first it's number next. one in the nation T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.